This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're looking to get started, there's no better place. She specializes in all kinds. Dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, lock extensions, instant locks, interlocking, and more. If you're in the 757, please don't hesitate to contact her. You can find her on Instagram at Janique Locks. That's G-E-N-I-Q-U-E-L-O-C-S, Janique Locks. Or you can find her at her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. All right, let's go ahead and start this podcast, man. shake your head on this it's okay it's all right it's all good it's all good really petered out like you came in strong and then you just quit no nah, not really because you know I, I always want to like do a bruce or a michael buffer on this joint and yeah. i would just kill everybody's eardrum so let's let's not do that that was like nah, their their distant relative like burt buffer or something <laughs> <laughs> burt buffer good old burt buffer he's He's fun at the family barbecue, but he was never overly successful in the sports world. Yeah. All you got to do is say like three words and yeah, let's get, well, five, whatever. You get the point. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Eye to Eye, short for Inspire to Inspire, the podcast that is all about being open, honest, and real, having conversations about life and faith. And as always, you know, we are willing to boldly go where most folks ain't trying to. I am Jordan. I am Devin. What was that? I'm just, <laughs> I was just following your lead. Hi, I am Devin. I, my name is Devin. <laughs> Never again, bro. Okay. Never again. It's all right. I'm just, you know, I'm being a friend. Uh, you know, better are the wounds of a friend. I got to stab you right quick. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. But guys, we're glad to have you guys uh, hanging out with us again, as usual. And tonight, it's going to be another great, another fun night because people keep giving us topics to talk about. And, uh, you know, before we go too much further, Devin, you, you know the question. Oh, I do. I do. How, 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 are, you, how, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. My parents were out here for a visit the last, uh, oh, 12 days or so. And uh, we were working on the new house. So still got, you know, sore back, sore knee, tired children, tired self. But uh, yeah, all in all, things are going good. Can't complain. I believe by the end of the week, things should be getting a little bit warmer, which is excellent to hear because I'm really tired of this cold weather. But yeah. So how are you? Yeah, man. Uh, To to your point, it's going to be like, 78 degrees on either tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, this is it's pretty cool. The sound of the times so that things might open up a little bit as well. And, 
you know, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I'm just tired. But, you know, b- besides that, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm looking forward to the great things that are coming and and just really looking to bask in, in the sunshine. Um, yes. Yes. I would like yeah. to do that. I will be married for uh, 20 years in September. So yep. Jamie and I would like to plan someplace warm to go. And uh, so I'm, I'm just picturing that in the back of my head. And hopefully as these vaccines continue to roll out and the positive tests continue to skew downward, uh, we'll have more opportunities to uh, actually venture out into the world this year. Yeah, I agree. I was actually just going to suggest you want to go to a place nice and warm. You should find a sauna. Yeah. But I have a little bit more hope than that. So <laughs> I don't mind yeah, a good sauna, good steam. <laughs> I tell you, the steam room. Bro, actually, yo, I used to go to those things religiously. And um, one thing I learned about COVID is apparently in places like those, that virus <laughs> multiplies really quickly. So it's probably not a good look. <laughs> See, that's what's so confusing about it to me because I would have thought that it would have done better in the summer. And then all the experts are telling us that it, it's actually doesn't do very well in the hot weather it's much better off in the cold weather and yet yet it would gestate and just love a sauna or a, a steam room which is like wait that that doesn't sound right but what do this i know why we hey, look that, that, exactly that's why we don't ask questions nope you i just follow it works and i just good. follow advice that's all i do yep. Yep. amen 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 yeah, cool. <laughs> <sighs> way to wear the mask uh what we got on the night uh on the docket my friend what's going on here you know we had a lot of fun last week Having Swang Gang come on had been a little while. It was fun to get a little mailbag. Uh, we do have some other mailbags that will be coming up probably in recent or not recent in future episodes. Oh, we do. But tonight, unfortunately, <laughs> we we don't get to have as much fun because unfortunately, here in America, getting back to normal is is not always positive. And uh, this week, or let's say last, what, eight, ten days, uh, we've had two mass shootings. One in Atlanta that took uh, eight lives, appears to have been uh, potentially racially motivated toward Asian people. And uh, one just the other day in Colorado, which early indications are it was just a uh, mentally distressed um, individual who was a bit of a shut-in and, uh, you know, had some some social issues and things like that who took the life of 10 more people in a grocery store. And uh, so, yeah, not as uh, not as much fun to talk about, but uh, as Jordan likes to say every week, we're, uh, we're boldly going. So here we go. Not how you want to start these things, but I mean, this stuff needs to be discussed for a couple of reasons, really. And there's a couple of pieces I want to unpack in this too. But uh, first, yeah, taking you to uh, the New York Times, they have an article that kind of put these both of these things together. I really wanted to, you know, we we wanted to get out in front of this uh, last week, but by that time we had already kind of put everything together. And so uh, I, I did want to circle back, and I was going to make a statement, and I was thinking maybe we could do a little something there. Uh, but <laughs> lo and behold. Um, as I'm thinking that, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just do a little something tonight and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the, the, the other shooting happens and I'm like, okay, no, no, we can't do that. Uh, I guess we just need to go into touch base on these topics. But anyway, uh, thank you, New York times for the fact that, uh, you have managed to consolidate both of these into, into one piece, but it brings up something that's really, really, 
uh, I guess, significant in a sense in our culture today. Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and start reading it. So it says, uh, the deadly shooting in Boulder, Colorado, uh, on Monday, where 10 people were killed, including a police officer, was the second mass shooting in the United States in less than a week. On Tuesday, a gunman shot and killed eight people, six of them women of Asian descent. You best believe we're going to talk about that. Uh, at three spas in the Atlanta area of Georgia. Until that shooting in Atlanta, it had been a year. Uh, or, yeah, it had been a year there had been uh, a large-scale shooting in a public place. And in 2018, uh, the year that a gunman killed 17 people and injured 17 others uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, uh, there were 10 mass shootings where four or more people were killed in a public setting. The following year, uh, when a gunman targeting Latinos in El Paso, Texas, killed 22 people, there were nine. Uh, Those were the worst years on record, said Jillian Peterson, an associate professor of criminal justice at Hamline University in St. Paul, Minnesota, and a co-founder of The Violence Project, a research center that studies gun violence. So I hate to say it, but there, there appears to be a trend happening here. Um, and, you know, I honestly don't even know where to start or where to unpack it, except to say, um, even in our classes right now, we've been having this conversation about the effects of isolation and what isolation can do to people. And, you know, this is a spiritual formation class for you, for, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, and, you know, we're talking about always coming together and being in community and things of that nature. Uh, and the effects of being in community are very positive. As a matter of fact, they're biblical. Being in isolation seems to have the adverse effect. And it's gotten so that being in some types of isolation have actually led people to doing stuff like this. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, I want, I want to talk about a whole lot of things. But, you know, um, first and foremost, uh, I'd, I'd be remiss, bro, if we didn't talk about uh, <laughs> the response. Of of the officer with 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 with, uh, with the shootings in Atlanta, Georgia, and the fact that <laughs> oh, man. this 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 was not racially motivated. Um, I mean, how do you how does that even come out of your mouth? Yeah, I you mean, know, how does that? This is a uh, fairly straightforward. Unfortunately, it's not straightforward for a lot of people who just don't accept that there are underlining beliefs that can just reside in humans at a passive level. And I do I think that his intention was to dismiss the shooting in such a terrible way simply because the shooter was white? No, I don't believe that that was the intention. The problem is, is that we both know that had the shooter been Muslim, or black, or some other ethnicity, or race, it would not have been, well, you know, they had a bad day. Um, it, would, <laughs> it would have been a little bit more uh, harsh, probably a little bit more law and order. I, I really don't have much to say. If you think it was okay how he handled it, then you're just wrong. Uh, if you don't think he meant anything by it, yeah, you might be right. But then how the heck does he default to what he said? if it's not something that's an underlying belief in our society today. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I continue to be 
completely amazed at how single story narratives just kind of push this rhetoric to 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 justify things. And you know, I think that that was the the part that kind of sent me over the edge concerning the piece with Atlanta. How do you just say that somebody had a bad day? And this is you know, yo, who really had a bad day was was, was the eight people and and the, and the families. Yeah, uh, that now have to to deal with the fact that their loved ones are are no longer in in existence on this side of eternity. I mean, how do you how do you really put this together? Yeah, you know the 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 lack of God. I mean, I don't even know if I want to call it empathy because I feel like empathy should be automatic. This is something completely different. This is it's like a posturing almost um, where you just automatically set within yourself. This, this, uh, I mean, I can't even call it an understanding, man. I don't even know exactly where, where we, cause it, it, it's getting to that point, you know, again, yeah. it's getting to that point, you mm-hmm. know, George Floyd put us to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ahmaud Arbery put us to that point. Breonna Taylor put us to that point. And, you know, somebody even had, um, not the audacity, but somebody came out on Facebook talking about, do, do, does this stop Asian hate thing? Does it supersede or oversede or is it getting in the way of? Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement or something like that. And, I'm, you know, the Christian to me is just automatically telling those people to shut up. You know, at the same time, I, I get it. You know, this is one of those things where, <laughs> you know, I don't think that BLM or anything the BLM is doing is going anywhere. Uh, but I am going to stand with the, I, you know, it's, I almost feel weird because this is almost like the white folks saying they have plenty of black friends. I legitimately <laughs> do have plenty yeah. of Asian yeah. friends, man. And yeah. like my heart, Breaks. As a matter of fact, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, let's just call this that episode what we called it when we had this conversation. I don't know how long ago. Um, and you've seen the signs. People were being attacked in the middle of the street, you know what I'm saying? And saying, thank you for this virus. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, of course, certain presidents calling it the Chinese virus. Objectively, that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Um, for the for the moment and for the situation, because you knew that it wasn't going to help anything, it was only going to cause damage, and that's exactly what it did. And so now we find ourselves here, where somebody wants to sit up here and blame this on what they would consider a sex addiction. And you know, for, for what it's worth, it, it could very well be. Uh, but at the same time, though, you know, this that that almost that that yeah. Here's here's our boldly go. That 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 takes me back to the understanding of what it was like for for slave girls to to be raped by their masters, who, of course, didn't want to touch or want to have anything to do with black people. But, of course, you could still have sex with them. Right. <laughs> yeah, and let's not pretend like there isn't already a prejudice or some sort of stereotype put on uh, nail salons or massage parlors as being you know, places where that takes place and people full well knowing that many of those establishments are run by Asian individuals. So let's not just pretend like that stereotype doesn't exist. And then to kind of take it from another angle too. So even if you want to dismiss it, because let's be honest, a lot of people, the media, the, as, as soon as they hear the word racism or racially motivated, they just shut down and they quit listening because they don't want to hear it because they simply do not believe that it exists. All right, fine. Let's at least take a look at it this way. The person who came out and spoke was the the chief or the sheriff of the county. So somebody in a high-ranking position who was, you know, probably in their 50s. They've been in that microphone before. They've also seen mass shootings across our nation for decades now. They also didn't even have the added bonus 
of it being a police-involved loss of life like George Floyd. So it wasn't even an us versus them. It was simply eight people in the community in which he represents had been murdered for whatever reason, irrationally murdered. And he says, guy had a bad day. I'm sorry, pal. Like you've been in front of a microphone. You can do better than that. You have seen this happen. So even if it's not racially motivated, do better. Like our our country in general is so cavalier with the gun issue. Look, I'm going to attack things from a political standpoint because that's typically where I do it. People think that this stuff cannot be regulated or stopped with regulations or more stringent rules. But guess what, everybody? The guy who killed eight people in Atlanta, do you know when he bought his gun? That morning. They don't have a waiting period in Atlanta, in Georgia. Guess what you also can't do in Georgia the same day? You can't register to vote the same day, but you can register to get a gun and kill eight people. There's something completely messed up and backwards about that. In this country, we prioritize gun ownership above voting. If, if you're a person who thinks that that's okay, you should probably look in the mirror. You should probably really consider what your priorities look like. And yeah, if I sound a little pissed off, it's because I am, because that shouldn't exist. We should not be able to purchase a gun the same day. People will wait nine months to buy a Tesla, but we can buy a gun the same day. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to let you uh, take a second and just uh, breathe a little bit. Uh, Now, I mean, make no mistake, we're we're both really kind of pissed off about the situation. I I think um, I love the fact that Devin has this this about him um, because he's he's fresh and he's he's fired up. Uh, But my mama told me I need to wash my back because a white man might kill me since I was eight. So (laughs) it's just just, just a touch different. Uh, I mean, I'm messing, but I'm not. But still, you know, one of the things that gets me again, and I just kind of want to go back to what I was talking about before with that whole isolation piece, um, is the fact that, you know, we really don't take the time to drill down into into all of these different societal indicators that would tell us that it's probably not a good idea uh, to, to, and you know, this is funny because this is me going into the political arena and, you know, this is not usually what I do, but I still keep Jesus at the center. It's cool. Um, but yeah, you know, just to, to be able to do that um, as far as having background checks and things of that nature, you know, there's probably something in this man's whatever uh, that had they had the, the time or taken the time to just really go into you know what? I don't even know how that stuff works. You know, like I said, this ain't even my world. But if they'd have taken the time to really do a thorough background check, they probably would have seen something that would have red flagged them and put them in a position to say, "You know what, sir? I'm sorry, we're not going to give that to you today." Um, you know, and 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 for what it's worth, this is this is not anything new. This is also a tale as old as time. You know, I remember reading about uh, the dude at Sandy Hook. You know, and his whole situation, the way that it was set up, it was almost like it wasn't like a sex addict thing. It was a different type of addict piece, but it was still an addict piece where in his house, he had two rooms and both of them were dark and both of them were filled with video games. And all he did was play video games all day, every day. And of course, he played a lot of video games involving guns. And what happens is he plays them so consistently and he develops such a desire on on, on, I don't even know, uh, 
just such a desire to to really kind of reenact this that he legitimately goes and and buys guns and what does he do? He goes and shoots up Sandy Hook and 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 the psychologists and the people who were there, uh, police officers and, and detectives and things of that nature. They they all basically said that he did uh, he did it the same exact way that people would do it in a video game. Um, I think the I think they said the easiest example that they saw was the fact that when he was shooting. He didn't empty his magazine all the way before he reloaded, similar to how you wouldn't in a video game. If you see that you're running low on ammo, that you automatically just make sure that you reload instead of just running all the way out. And I was like, the second I heard that, my mind was blown. And this is this is part of the culture that, that, that we have as a representation. And, and we wonder why isolation is supposedly not an issue, but but then... <laughs> But then somebody does this, and what excuse do you have? Well, I'm sorry. We do have one now. Somebody had a bad day. It was just that time. Yeah, I'm not going to completely ignore the fact that that my anger comes from a different place and that that isn't exactly what white privilege is because uh, <laughs> yeah, my mother didn't tell me that I had to watch my back. So just just know that I'm very self-aware in my privilege of where I'm getting angry with this stuff. Hey, you're, you're good, um, man. But, but, know, uh, but, <laughs> but then, you know, we add to that the issue in Colorado, the shooting in Colorado. Um, this one has a little extra touch of irony because a judge had blocked uh, an assault rifle ban early March, it was like March 10th or 12th or something like that. And the person who did the shooting purchased their assault rifle on March 16th. So once again, gun control is very different than the removal of your gun rights. So I'll just, I'll just pair that back up again with the voting uh, analogy. Do I believe that people should have their guns taken away? No, no, in, unless they're deemed to be, you know, guns that you shouldn't legally be holding. Um, I'm a gun owner. I grew up with guns. I've, I've shot guns. I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with, with guns, okay? That's not it at all. But I do believe that uh, much like anything else, like a lot of other things that our constitution outlines, that it is a, it is a privilege in a lot of ways because we can take rights away from people when they go to prison or become a felon or for various reasons, we, we can keep rights from people based on their age. There's a lot of reasons why we can keep rights. Again, the inconsistencies of not allowing people to vote for so many ridiculous reasons and yet allowing people to have guns in those same states that would take away voting rights, it's just completely unacceptable. If you want to scream and, and, and cry from the mountaintops about what your amendment rights give you, you can't dismiss one and simply protect another. It's just not how it works. So guess what? You want people to have guns the same day? People should be able to, to register and vote the same day, period. If you don't want people to be able to do that, then guess what? They probably shouldn't be able to buy guns either. Like, let's just have some consistency because the last two shootings, both of them happened because one guy purchased a gun the same day and one guy purchased a assault rifle that was looking at getting banned, which didn't, uh, a week before he decided to go shoot up a grocery store. Like, that's just, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of proving a negative in a lot of cases where, where people just say, well, gun control doesn't work because shootings happen. Um, but at the same time, you don't know how many uh, shootings might have been uh, avoided uh, because gun control was in its place. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to prove that negative. 
But the fact is, is that it's fairly common sense that if no one's coming to take your stuff, there's no reason why you can't wait, you know, 30 days or for a background check or whatever to get your stuff. Just plan accordingly. There's plenty of things that we have to wait for in life. Yeah. And let's not forget the fact that chances are they probably have more than enough anyway, because in our nation, there's still more guns than there are people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe the statistic is there are more guns in the U.S. than the entire world combined. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't it's, know. That, the statistic that might is, be a touch hyperbolic, but I, you may not be wrong. Well, I'm, I'll look it up just to make sure, but guess what? It's pretty darn close, so. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> um, and you know, that's the that's the whole thing. And, you know, that, that can kind of fade itself into the topic of, uh, of, even in politics. And, you know, this is the part where, you know, I'm not afraid to boldly go. Not necessarily that I would ever be afraid before, but, you know, it's just there's certain things I almost feel like they aren't worth my time. Uh, but if you're going to sit up here and, for example, you know, be uh, somebody who's running for any particular office, and I don't know how many people there were, but there were definitely more than enough that would, run under the the guise of, what was it, God, guns, and gays or something. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, let, let, let's have a real conversation. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I look at my Bible consistently. Um, and the last I checked, no meta-narrative, no rhetoric, no whatever you want to call it, uh, points me back to that position. You know what I'm saying? There's the position of a warrior. I get it. There's plenty of that. In the Old Testament, there's none of that in the New Testament, really, if you want to run it through the cross. So let's have that conversation. Unless you're talking about the centurion or you're talking about Cornelius, which, which, you know, one of them had more faith than anybody, including the believers of the time. So so, so don't give me that. Uh, but, you know, if, if we're really going to drill down into the substance of this matter here, um, if, if you are a believer in Jesus— and you want to sit up here and continue to run me the understanding that he that he made the the cat of nine tails and started chasing people out of the temple, or you even want to give me Peter and the fact that he cut Malchus's ear off, which by the way there there's some significance in that, and I'm sure we can talk about that. Um, you know, those are two events, but then begin to name off all the other things that Jesus and the disciples did. You know, even after Jesus left, and the disciples began the formation of the church. None of them came out with swords <laughs> to, to to start the process of, of, of building his church. I'm sorry. That's right. not what that looked like. It looked nothing like that. And so if you really want to sit up here and come out and talk about this is this is the way, you know, this is this is the faith as we were supposed to know it, um, please give me every Bible verse you can. And I'm putting money on the fact that aside from the two that I just mentioned to you, if you gave me another one, it's gonna be way the freak out of context. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that story up, and I might be a little bit, uh, you know, shady on on the full details. But this was something that I had researched a while back. Oh, yeah. You, you know, what does the Bible say about about the sword? And I believe that in the garden, uh, when Jesus was approached uh, after Judas had had turncoated, um, you know, Peter cuts off the ear, and then Jesus, of course, puts it right back on. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, the other disciples that were present there, I think there was only two or three that actually were carried weapons. And I think there is some allusion to Jesus mentioning to them, like, we don't all need to go up in here strapped, basically. <laughs> 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 so listen, again, like I've said, I don't, I'm not anti-gun. Okay. I'm, I'm anti-people. 
let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that, and, that's uh, true. And, and to go back to what I had mentioned. So you're right, Jordan. I was, I was a little hyperbolic. Um, <laughs> the small arms survey in 2018 is the source. Americans own 46% of the guns worldwide. So while I was hyperbolic, I still am accurate when I simply rounded up to the nearest 10. Um, 46% of the guns worldwide. So we know two things are true. Actually, three things. The first is America has about 3% of the population. The second is America has 46% of the guns in the world. And the third thing is America is 25% of COVID deaths. So way to go, America. We are number one in two terrible things. So great job. <laughs> high fives, high fives. Everybody. Good game, my guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, hey, listen, we're not trying to bash, but I'm sorry. The bottom line in all of this is sometimes you got to hold up a mirror before you ever think you're going to shine a light. And we're, we're shining a whole lot of lights. Yeah. But I don't know if y'all looked in the mirror before you did it. And myself included. Look, ain't nobody perfect. But, you know, this this misrepresentation of the gospel, this this is trash. I'm sorry. Like I'm, and uh, yeah, I know this is one of them episodes where we're tired. You get it. It's a line in the sand. And I'm sitting up here. I'm not going to hold back on that. Um, but seriously, before you open your mouth again on, on any of this, this nonsense, and I mean, I'm even past all the political stuff and having conversations about pundits and how people were the antichrist or, you know, because I was on both sides. But it was it was especially Biden though, um, and and apparently it probably still is, um, you know. Just <laughs> really, like, pray real hard and and read your Bible and and also stop sending me stuff with Vadi Belcham. Seriously, the next person that does that, I love them. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cuss them out. I don't know that 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 one's for free. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, wait. Okay, hold on. <laughs> People are sending you what now? So yeah, there's a there's a. a a pastor, theologian, teacher, apologist person. Basically, it's, 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 the, it's, it's the black dude who white evangelical Christians are kind of riding the wave on right now. Oh, this is, oh, oh. It's oh, like oh, another oh. version of Candace Owens. Okay, basically. so it's the evangel... <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, Candace sure. Owens. Okay, no, I was confused. I thought you said body belching. So I thought uh, it was like nah, a TikTok bro. video you received of people like dry heaving. I was totally confused there for a second. So, yeah. What? Well, I mean, you followed it up with, please stop sending me that, which seems uh, rational if people were sending you that. And that's what I heard. So. Okay. Yeah. So, you, I mean, it made sense to me at the time. But again, people, this is where our own worldview or what we think we heard can really contradict with the truth. So I'm glad that I clarified what was going on here. Hey, what's good, Eye to Eye fam? This is Jordan. Yo, I wanted to tell y'all about a new deal the podcast is doing. Welcome to the all new Scan In fb podcast community that's right we're on facebook y'all and we're giving you the opportunity to get up close and personal with dev the team and me you'll have a potential say on topics and content with our brand new mailbag opportunities to connect and do a one-on-one with the team also fb live very special nah you didn't go there episodes with exclusive content that's right it's only for people in the community there'll be chances to win prizes connect with others in the scanning community and so much more all you got to do is go to facebook hit the search tab and type in i dash the number two dash i colon i know we're still doing the most but what can you do i dash two dash i colon the scanning a podcast community and follow the details 
be an even bigger part of what it means to boldly go. But most folks ain't trying to. Just our way of saying thanks and let's get next level. Join us, become a part of the community, y'all. Scan in. Peace. Yeah, no. Good God. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Shut it down. Next topic. Yeah, please. let's uh let's let's go into something much more uplifting. Uh inequality for women. Yeah, um, <laughs> in in uh <laughs> and I believe this is like uh isn't this uh woman's month or woman's appreciation yeah, this month? Is, yeah, yeah, it's women's okay. history month. Yeah, let's, women's let's, appreciate all that. Let's jump that right into stuff. there. So I know Jordan, you are a great appreciator of women. Um, in only the most uh, healthy and biblical of ways. Uh, I myself am too. Um, but there are, <laughs> there are some colleges that are not. So you want to, uh, you want to take the lead on, on the story that uh, kind of swept the nation over the last uh, week or so? No. You don't? Okay. okay. Then I will. Uh, much I mean, like I can, anything. You, uh, you can, I'll tell you what, you, 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 you read or just lay out the law of the land and I'll take it from there. Yeah. So the quick and, synopsis. And just, just pray my strength because I know that we're sitting up here trying to keep these like, you know, minute and a half, the, the two minute blurbs because that's real good professional stuff on a podcast. Yeah, but, but we yeah, can't I, do I it. Could, I could go on a tangent and cuss people out about this one for hours if necessary. Yeah. I know. I know you can. So <sighs> basically... A athlete at the University of Oregon had tweeted out a picture of the woman's weight room, which, <laughs> listen, guys, I only laugh because it was laughable. It was a ridiculous photo. It was like uh, a little rack of of dumbbells. I think the heaviest one on that rack might have been, what, 25 pounds? So, <laughs> and, and what's hilarious is I have more weights in my own house, and I don't even work out, than these women... <laughs> Work out all the time. Who are I mean, you scholarship did that athletes. one time in COVID. Yeah, that, that one time. time in COVID. I wore know. a headband and it was it was great. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, it's just it's crazy. And I think the thing that struck me the most, I had heard uh, a female reporter who actually pretty much exclusively reports on college related issues. She had said that what stood out to her the most was not that something had been said about it or come out about it but that as soon as a woman stood up for herself and it kind of became public that immediately it was corrected like funds came in they were outfitted with this this weight room and and you know this great equipment and supplies but what was upsetting to her was like why wasn't that something that was just seen in the first place i mean we know how much money these colleges have and let's not kid ourselves the University of Oregon is literally endowed by Nike because they're in that same area. That's why they have different uniforms every single game that they play in football. Yeah, the founder went to Oregon. Yeah. I mean, Phil yeah. Knight is giving more money to Oregon. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Not to mention that they're an athletic equipment company. Like, it would not have been difficult to outfit a woman's weight room at the University of Oregon and what's even upsetting beyond that is Nike says that they're these extremely pro-female, you no, know, supporting on, no, no, no. Hold, groups. Hold on, it, it, oh, man. Okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. No, I just, 
I want to be sure because, you know, before we come in Nike and catch like the suit or all suits. I know. Have, have to yeah, shut this podcast yeah, they're down gonna, forever. They're not going to no, sue I, me. Trust me, I spend enough money on Nike equipment every year. Yeah, they're not suing true. me. It's very, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> no, I just, I wanted to be sure now because for some reason, I think it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily that per se. I think it was just the setup for uh, the tournament. I don't know if it was actually at the University of Oregon or if Oregon was, where were they at? I'm trying to remember. I think it was an Oregon player. So, and and look, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not attacking Nike. It's mainly just the fact that the school has plenty of money is what I'm saying. The school has plenty of money to provide proper equipment to provide a little bit of equality for the male athletes and the female athletes. So, why wasn't this done until someone complains? Like, I just don't understand why we can't be proactive in our society, why everything has to be reactive. That's all. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part about this, though, was that, uh, uh, you know, as they tried to get their stuff together, they double backed. And what was the president? What's his name? Emmert. Yeah. Listen up there. Um, he was trying to <laughs> put the fire out by suggesting that. Uh, the 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 women's workout area. Yeah, that's how, that's what I was thinking because it's like I don't think it was the University of Oregon, bro. You know, they, they their whole thing is is decked out. Um, but he was trying to suggest that the women's workout area was never intended to be a weight room. And so, <laughs> what 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 is that telling me? Like, what what is the entire point behind all of that? I don't I don't really get it. You know, um, we're highlighting the the iniquity. Uh, between the different, you know, this is a conversation we've had over and over again. We were talking about the difference between Sue Bird and LeBron and the fact that even if not the same exact amount, Sue Bird is still entitled to probably at least 40 to 45% more than, than what she got as an MVP. You know, but we're sitting up here looking at these videos and now you can understand exactly why. And this is why I tell you, I posted this on, uh, on, on FB a couple of days ago. I was like, anybody else want to continue to have this, this argument with me? where I try to explain that ideologically, women are seriously, seriously put in this, this, this caste system, this disposition, where even if one of them is 10 times smarter than you, or in some cases, 10 times stronger than you, which is probably the reason why they gave you this little tiny weight room, your, your thought process, your system is still one that is delimited to this this 1940, 1950s system where, where all women were supposed to be doing before World War II was staying at home and making sure that your dinner was fresh. Bruh, that is not how this works. And as a matter of fact, that's not how it works in, in, in the Bible either. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one of the things that, that, that racks my nerves the most. You know, we've been sitting up here having all these different conversations about, uh, you know, all of the issues of the Bible. And of course, if you can talk about race in the Bible or, or ethnocentrism, um, the thing that gets me is, and I'm still amazed at this, how you can miss all of the instances in which women have leadership roles in the Bible. And not just special leadership roles that are cast just for women, but leadership roles, period. Just period. Like, just let, 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 let that sit for like three seconds and then just think about it because, yeah, you're going to bring up uh, Ephesians or you're going to bring up, not Ephesians, excuse me, Titus, or you're going to give, uh, you're going to give me something from like first Corinthians. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Or maybe a little something from Timothy as well. Um, especially Timothy three, where we start talking about how, you know, it's, apparently it's just a, a man's position 
uh, to, to be the leader in the church. But I'm thinking, you know, one of the first things that I see in, in leadership uh, in, in the Bible period, of course, is, 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 is judges. You know what I'm saying? We get past Moses. We get past Joshua. And after that, the very next thing you have is judges. And the third judge, if I'm correct, is a person by the name of Deborah. Not Debo from Friday, but Deborah. And not only that, but there's another person in the, the narrative of Deborah who is another woman who kills one of the key leaders. And I mean, it's gory stuff. Spikes a tent in his head. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Can I, listen, I would be remiss if I didn't stop you from letting this cat out of the bag. Okay, sure. Because this, sure. Is, one, this is one of our future mailbag episodes. Yeah. We're going to address this specifically. We are. And if I, if I fell asleep at the mic right now, you would have gone on for the next hour and it would have just been that episode. <laughs> so I'm going to stop no, you it, right here. It won't be. That I mean, was, we're going to have, we're going to interview somebody too though. So, that was a tease you know. for you all. Okay. Okay. So, well, okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. So to sorry. add, to, yeah, because I really could have <laughs> another 18 hours. You could have. Yeah, I know you could have. So there's two things I want to hit real quick. The first one was uh, the the Oregon situation. So you said that it wasn't an Oregon. So initially, yes, it was not an Oregon player. What I had read about Oregon was that uh, Holzman, Lynn Holzman, the the vice president of women's basketball for the NCAA had come out and said that the dollar value amount for men and women, I guess, is equal. Um, but it simply had to do with the a limited amount of space in the female <laughs> the females lock, females, females weight room. And then an Oregon player by the name of Sedona Prince sent a TikTok video out suggesting that it was false because she showed the room and it was basically empty. <laughs> so, so then, of course, then a statement comes out apologizing and all of this stuff, you know. So, so it's just that that's where the Oregon player came in. Um, but basically, it looks like it's it's across the board. So, and you said that nobody wants to debate you on the Subert issue. Well, that's not true because I actually did. But that was like a year ago. We actually did debate that on Facebook. It was not on the show, um, and I still hold my belief. When we're talking about colleges that receive money and there's Title IX rules and, and various things and regulations, mm-hmm. things should be as, as equal and equitable as humanly possible. But when we're talking about private industry, that's a little bit of a different rule. It has nothing to do with a woman's worth when we're talking about equal position. I'm not saying that whatsoever. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. But, but yeah. when it comes to college, oh, this is a joke, an absolute yeah, no. joke. Everything should be, <laughs> everything should be equal, like period. That's how the, colleges primarily should be focused on the education and the improvement of life for their students, not simply the ones who, you know, play on TV. <laughs> right. So. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I guess we need to go and hold off on some stuff. We need to hold off on some stuff. But yeah, you know, yeah. but no, I mean, you know, just in in the grand scheme of things, that is that is my major concern is that um, it is a malpractice, the the type of stuff that is taught that leads us to the point of thinking that you know women are only supposed to be subservient just because they're the quote unquote weaker sex. Well, you know, here's my question: What do you define as strength? Because it can't just be 
quote unquote physical strength. And we can't even just, we can't attribute physical strength to quote unquote masculinity. That's not how that works. You know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Like it's, it's time to bust some people's bubbles out here and just let them realize very quickly. And you know, the thing that got me and the thing that I still say to this day is that some of those folks that were arguing against me vehemently, they've got cute, tiny little daughters running around their houses right now. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, like, I can't wait until you're so excited to see your daughter grow up and become subservient to some jackass just like, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say just like you. I mean, I love those dudes. But yeah, when it comes down to it, yeah, just like you. Oh, um, who's, and, who's and, angry and, now? <laughs> I, I mean, I've been angry about this. That's I why I could talk about it for 18 hours. I know. Because People just kind of missed the mark. Like, I wonder what happened, what would have been, what if it would have been like in my house. I'm going to tell you right now, Sonny would never have done that stuff to Jay. My pops and my moms, that that would not have gone down. And if it, it did go down, it would not have been pretty. Um, you know, and I mean, I get it, you know, different, just different systems and different times and different generations, you know, things have kind of continued to transition over and over again. And so many people are just scared because it's not the way that it was back with them in the good old days. <laughs> they came home and there was a casserole waiting. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, you know, you said, let's try to define what that means. I think, I thought we did a good job of that last week. It just means, you know, look good in sweatpants. I thought that was the, <laughs> I thought that was it. <laughs> that that's all we needed. So. No, you can't wear sweatpants. Remember, it's not about that. You got to. You got to wear something else and you you can't, what was it, look like a butch? That's yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the bottom line is we can't all be Melania Trump, I think, was the wisdom that came out of that. So, Man, you know what? Um, You're taking away from your own time right now. Just No, about I'm not. I'm not. Because I am going to yeah, immediately jump into a very <laughs> positive story for women. Okay. Good. Jordan, Jeez. over the last 10 years, how many women have been nominated for a best directing award at the Academy Awards. See, I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to say two. Yeah, because you said two before we got on. So the answer right, is right, right. one. So just to provide context for those of you who don't watch Oscars, which is probably most of you because I'm a nerd and I do, uh, there, were, there are 50 nominations over the last 10 years, five each year. One, Greta Gerwig in 2017, I believe, for Lady Bird. Outside of that, there were none. But this year, there are two women nominated, uh, also two Asians, and a Danish filmmaker who did a little movie called Another Round that's in a foreign language, uh, which is a, a great little film, actually, if you get a chance to check it out. So a very diverse mix, which is it's a positive thing, I think, for the uh, for the Academy. I think we talked about a little bit of this last year when Parasite won and talking about some of the diversity changes and things like that. And so I'm excited to see that at least that happened. And I, <laughs> and I was telling Jordan, and he thought this was pretty funny. And of course, because I did too. <laughs> so I went back the last 10 years to see how many women were nominated. And it just so happens that it was just the one. But then in 2009, so that 11th year, there was one woman nominated as well. She happened to win for Best Director, uh, Catherine Bigelow for Hurt Locker. And the best part about that was... it was Hurt Locker. Because it, it was Hurt Locker. It involved which, guns. <laughs> well, Hurt Locker is a good movie. Like, let's not... Yeah, it is. It. I'm just, I'm just yeah. asking this, though. But it did... Well, guns in the military, kind of necessary, you know. So, I'm okay with mm -hmm. that. Um, <laughs> but she was up against uh, Avatar and James Cameron 
And the best part about that, Avatar pretty much went winless, which I'm totally fine with because Avatar, I mean, it's fine for visuals, but it's not a great movie at me. No. I don't care. I'm not scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the fact Cancel is she was culture. up against James Cameron. And if you don't know this, Catherine Bigelow, who won director and best film that year, is the ex-wife of one James Cameron. <laughs> So it's just an extra level of hilariousness to me uh, on that. But uh, anyways, that's there's my my little movie minute. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't seen, it's kind of a cool year actually because a lot of these movies have been available for people to see at home. Uh, Nomadland, for instance, is a is a terrific movie about some of the things that you know our older generation faces and people who aren't prepared for retirement for a number of different reasons and and kind of have to bounce around doing odd jobs or live out of a trailer or different things like that. And we probably all know somebody who's like that in our lives. And that one's on Hulu. So pretty easily available. There's another one called uh, Minari that's just more recently available. Uh, it's in Korean. It's about a Korean family who comes over to America. Uh, first they're in California and then they, they move to Arkansas because they can afford to buy a farm. And let's just think about like the seventies or eighties with an, a Korean family in Arkansas. So just mm. <laughs> picture what that might be like, but it's a, a yeah. beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, so there's a lot of great films out there this year. And a lot of them kind of speak to a lot of the, the things that Jordan and I talk about a lot, you know, equality and equity and empathy. And uh, many of the movies this year did a lot of that. So if you get a chance, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there. You should check it out. And um, that doesn't, uh, completely dismiss other great movies like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is on HBO Max. The story of Fred Hampton, which was which was great, and Fred Hampton is somebody that I I didn't even know much about until uh, the last year. Um, another movie called oh what was it called uh oh well we talked about the five bloods which got completely are we going to go into the snub yeah it got completely overlooked which is upsetting but uh you know i told jordan he's like why didn't that get nominated and i'm like well kind of has to do with some political posturing not not actual politics like like oscar politics it came out on netflix in like april or may we were all kind of distracted in April or May. That was kind of the height of COVID. It feels like it was four years ago. So yeah. those things just simply kind of got got lost. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't make it right, but that's kind of what happened. Um, but, uh, you know, there's also uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Chadwick is nominated for Best, or best Actor for his last role um, before mm-hmm. he passed away. I saw that over the weekend. That was uh, that was pretty great too. So there's yeah, a lot of good that stuff. A while back. That thing is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff to see. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, you know, you're still, you still should be social distancing for a little while. You know, check out some movies, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes enough sense. It does. Um, So now I'm afraid to ask, but why the heck not? Is there there wife of wonder? Oh, I don't, you know, I don't even have one this week. Yes. I don't have one because I, yeah. I don't know if I could do one this time. No, (laughs) no. I was, uh, you know, I was a little bit upset. As you could tell earlier in the episode, <laughs> so instead yeah. of my wife look wonder, I yeah. went back. I pulled a uh, an OG movie minute instead. So, okay. but That's maybe well, you know, next I mean, week. I don't think it was really an OG movie minute. I think COVID happened. <laughs> well, it did. It did. I mean, look, I've been watching tons of movies, but a lot of them are older movies, and people will be like, "Why are you watching that?" But it's because COVID, and and I could exactly. So, 
So. Yep. That's so, so my plight to finally get back to watching the original Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. That had. Yeah, actually, that's the second one with freaking Vanilla Ice. Come on, bro. No, that's the first one. The original Ninja. Ninja Turtles movie, the live action one, is Vanilla Ice. Trust right, me. Man, listen, Trust that was the me. one with the secret of the ooze, bro. I'm talking about the first, first one. Was it animated or live action? I'm talking live action. It was live. Yeah, live action. He mm. wasn't until the second joint with the secret of the ooze. Mm, I'm going to have to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I might actually. Don't tell me I got you stumped on. I don't know. Movies. I'll have to look on and this see. one anyway. Okay, yeah. you'll have to filibuster while I look this up now. Shut up. Filibuster. <laughs> 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 I remember going to oh see that God. that movie in theaters because Ninja Turtles was, I mean, that was the top, top thing. Yo, yeah, it went hard, yo. Yeah. I mean, hard. I watched it every morning, uh, the cartoon. Like, it was, who was your favorite? Uh, I was a Raph kid. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolute rough. Nobody yeah. liked Donatello, like because he was like the rule follower guy. Nobody liked him. Most people liked Michelangelo, right? Yeah, freaking Cowabunga, dude. Mm-hmm. Tubular. Yeah, no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Everybody couldn't liked him. It. Teenage yeah, Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. Now, let's see, nineteen ninety. That was the original one. Let's see. I gotta scroll down and find music, I guess, because it's not like it's not like Vanilla Ice was in it, right? It was just the music. No, I think he, I think he was in the in the sequel. Uh, it's funny we're legit looking for this. While he's looking for it, I'm gonna go and shut it down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you <all> once again <laughs> for tuning in to the latest and greatest. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, download, you know all those things for the algorithms. You know, leave a nice review and and rate all that stuff and and of course uh you know it's opening it up a little bit i think our governor just said april 1st you know we can uh, like, like 50 people can 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 get it so that's cool uh but still wash your hands that, that'd be nice yeah wear your mask yeah yeah do that and of course as always please remember to be inspired to inspire because that is what the inspired one does i'm jordan i'm devin and we will catch you guys next time Stay safe out there, stay covered, all that stuff. And um, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. (laughs) Yes. Word up. Peace. Let's see. I'm trying to find this thing. (laughs) Well, I looked up Go Ninja, go. It does say, it says Secret of the Ooze. Told you. Run that in the notes. Run that. Make sure it's make sure it's in there. Send that separately so I can make sure everybody knows. Listen, I'm perfectly happy when when I'm wrong. Uh, oh, I know, that's but weird. I'm happier when you're wrong. Take that. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is why. This is why I'm, I was confused. So first of all, I was ten, and what's weird is the second Ninja Turtle movie came out less than a year after the first one. Oh, yeah, no, because they that's, was making money off that. No, but that's you know, crazy. They, they don't do that anymore. Movies come out three years, four years apart. That's probably why I felt like it was like the same thing. I, I hate to say it, but there is one time where they, they did not wait. Um, and that was the, the, the end of the Twilight Saga. Don't ask me how I know. Oh, no, I, I know that too. But they actually, I think they waited two years between uh, one and two and two and three, but three and because f- there's four. Are there four? I think they shot. Is, I think they shot the that last, one in two parts. 
Yeah, no, the last joint was a two-parter. Yeah. And, and so, actually, also, if we're, if we're being wrong, I, I'm realizing now that in my world, I'm absolutely wrong. I'm missing one. Endgame. Infinity Wars and Endgame were a year apart. No, but they did that on purpose because they were wrapping everything up. Oh, you, that was the plan. Because oh, no. otherwise, the Aven Avengers was all spaced out multiple years. Oh, yeah, no. It was it was a, a decade-long yeah. process. And actually, it's not done yet. They're getting ready to start phase four. I know. I know. They did I'm that excited. whole thing on purpose, I think, too, because they were coming to the end of the contracts with Downey and Evans. Um, but but back in the 90s, I mean, they never did that. Like, literally less no. than a year? That's crazy. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. that's that. I mean, that's why I confused. So, I, yes, I was wrong, but there's a little context as to why I might have been wrong because it was 30 years ago and movies never came out within a year. <laughs> I do remember... Uh, the Vanilla Ice movie that he was in, uh, like he was like the star. Oh shoot, I forget the name of it. Um, yeah, something that wasn't worth remembering. No, it, it wasn't. But what's interesting about it is that uh, it was shot. He was on his motorcycle or whatever, and it was shot yeah. one street over from the street I grew up on. Uh, cool, was it Cool as Ice? I think it was Cool as Ice. He's on like a motorcycle. Yeah, the yellow the motorcycle. Thing is not named Cool as Ice. Oh, hell yep. no. Cool as Ice, 1991. Uh, it was shot one street over from me in my neighborhood. And so we heard all this like like loud engine noises and stuff. And so like as kids, we went over there and uh, they had all the, the catering trucks and all those white trucks and all the equipment and all the lights up. And they were riding back and forth up the street on this uh, yellow motorcycle. And so they were shooting vanilla ices. Dope movie, cool as ice. Guess what it got on IMDb? This is great. Guess what it got? What negative? It's got a two point nine. That's the lowest score I've ever seen. <laughs> Even lower than Space Jam. Oh my Dang. gosh, a two point oh Space Jam probably probably doubled that. I mean, two point nine. Sheesh. Yeah, I don't know, Michael Jack Michael Jordan's acting skills. Well, he's not in it because he can act. Blow. He's not in it because he can act. I mean, shoot. No, Space Jam. You know, I just think he just got it all messed up. I feel like if he realized that there was something he could take personal. <laughs> Space Jam got a 6.5 and a 59 on Metacritic. That's from that's from critics. That's not bad at all. For a movie like that, that's not bad. I so. mean, Bugs Bunny has always been a great actor. <laughs> this will put it in context. MJ. Guess what it got? So Metacritic is a uh, site that I use for... Uh, actual like like critics and reviewers uh -huh. and uh, Cool as Ice it's a score from 0 to 100 Cool as Ice got 24 <laughs> that's that's Sounds rough good. that is rough so okay I am curious to see what this next Space Jam is going to do though well, LeBron is actually a decent actor LeBron's not bad he, he just has more presence and self-awareness of who he is in the public that Jordan never had Jordan was just corporate Mike. Yeah, no, you can tell because Jordan's wide leg pants. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know how to wear his own shoes right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It hurts. Uh, it hurts you know, so bad. You know, you know how, how in the office Michael Scott had prison Mike? Well, Jordan just had corporate Mike. And that's who he was oh. whenever he was off the court. It was just corporate Mike. How do I preserve this lily white, corporate identity that will bring me the most money and uh 
it would be really interesting if he existed today because we know in hindsight the amount of nonsense he got away with. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in today's world, oh my gosh. And that would break the internet every week because that guy's up to <laughs> some shenanigans. Like, listen, if that conspiracy theory of Mike actually was suspended for a year after his, his dad passed because of gambling, we would know if that were true today. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, would man. know if that were true. That joint. Like, I'm still like, what? Yeah. yeah TMZ wow. would have proof if that was the yep. case. <laughs> all ounces of proof. Well, all ooh, all kinds. So, yeah. Woo. Oh, good times, good times, good times. Yep. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll put some form of this on the end and say, you know, hey, hey wait, yeah, wait for a special, uh, special Devin's dead wrong. But also, <laughs> also, <laughs> can't really hold it against him. But yeah. <laughs> Devin's dead wrong. That's a new one. Yeah. Let's go with that. That's no, a new one. It's, it's one that, that like uh, listen, <laughs> it's one that doesn't happen often, but I'm okay when it does. I'm okay. I'd, I'd rather learn and improve than, than just say I'm never wrong. So. Especially on real serious matters. Like so, go ninja, go ninja, go. Especially when it comes to Vanilla Ice's yeah. soundtrack prowess. Forget Kaepernick. <laughs> we talking about Vanilla uh, Ice. Uh, Engineering by Devin Chandler. Editing and production, Jordan Brown. Digital media and graphics, Alyssa Wise. Interface and program relations, Delmar Gibbs. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises. On Insta, at I underscore the number two underscore I podcast. And of course, Please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, download, rate, review, and share. Be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Thank you once again for all your support. Keep rocking. Peace.